This is Comics Catch Up. Where we read comics suggested by you, the listeners of War Rocket Ajax, that we have missed. Now dig this, Matt. Y'all know I love stationery. Y'all know I love to take notes, I love to write, I love to write on paper, I love to write notebooks. Matt, what'd you get me for Christmas this year? I got you notebooks and pens and organizers. Correct. I love it. Uh, And I find that it genuinely helps me remember things better as opposed to typing them or like putting them on a, a text file or whatever. Actually writing something down physically helps me a lot. It helps me organize my thoughts. It helps me get my work done. And ever since I got my new uh, iPad and I got the Apple Pencil with it, I have been doing that on there, and that's great. The only problem I've had with it, it doesn't quite feel like writing on paper, which is a feeling I like. We have the solution to that problem. That's right. Paper-like. As I mentioned at the top of the show, it's a screen protector for your iPad. It uses a proprietary technology called NanoDots. With those nanodots, you feel the natural resistance of paper on your iPad screen. It is a paper-like feeling on your iPad. So if you're drawing, if you're taking notes, if you're using your iPad like you would a notebook, here's the way for it to really feel natural. And Chris, I know you love that. You you have an iPad, you've got a paper-like, and I'm sure it's, it feels just right for you. It does. It feels great to use. Also, Matt, you know I'm very particular about paper. I have specific brands of notebooks that I will and will not use. And paper, like, feels good on the iPad. Uh, They also make accessories for the pencil to make the pencil a little more comfortable to hold. They make uh, accessories to help you clean the iPad as well. They've got it all. The ability to handwrite notes in a digital form is great to begin with. But getting that extra tactile feeling that makes me happy while I do it, (laughs) that gives me that little dopamine, that little serotonin burst that I like to have, is fantastic. The latest version of the Paperlike is manufactured in Switzerland using high-quality plastic foils designed for maximum picture clarity. You're not going to lose any of the definition of your iPad screen if you put a Paperlike on there. And these foils are developed exclusively for paper-like products. It also always comes in a set of two, so you have a spare. Look, we know a lot of artists listen to this show. If you're an artist and you're looking for a way to make drawing on your iPad feel a little bit better, this is how you do it. So, to pick up your paper-like, head over to paperlike.com slash Ajax, click Buy Paperlike, and select your iPad size. From now, right now, until the end of January, Paperlike is also including their digital pro planner bundle at no extra cost for every order placed through the Paperlike store. Plus, shipping is completely free. So if you're ready to do more with your iPad, head over to paperlike.com slash Ajax to get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Comics Catch-Up. The show where Chris Sims and I, Matt Wilson, 
we catch up on some of the comics that we missed, we didn't read. We read them at you, the listener's request. And then we talk about them for a while, and then we rank the comics on the Every Story Ever list. The the thing that will define us for the rest of our lives, and beyond. And beyond. <laughs> beyond the grave. That's right. This month, for Comics Catch-Up, we're reading our first manga uh, we've done as part of a Comics Catch-Up. Something that lots of listeners were very excited to request for us to read. That is My Hero Academia, Volume 1. I know I read My Hero Academia, Volume 1. Chris, I assume you also read My Hero Academia? No, I didn't, Matt. Uh, well, this. I, well, how are we going to do this show, then? I, uh, I read Boku no Hero Academia. Oh, damn. Yeah, sorry. Sorry that you're getting an inferior. No, I'm just kidding. I also read... <laughs> I actually have this in print. Um, we got a real otaku over here. Uh, Viz actually sent over... I think I have volumes one through five, and maybe Vigilante's volume one that they sent over for me to, to give a read, and I'm glad I finally sat down. Because I feel like I've read the first chapter like four times. Uh, but this is the first time I've actually busted through the entire first volume. I do have a question, though. Okay. And this is both a question for you, a question for our, our listeners who might know. D- do you think this is one complete story? Because I think there's a complete story in it, but it should end when Izuku gets into the school, like when he passes the exam. So like, you, you think once he gets into the school, that's the sort of a new story? Yeah, but also, like, when I got to the end, it says Volume 1, Izuku Midoriya, Origin, End. And it ends with everybody getting their new costumes, which is also kind of a good place to end it, if there's some kind of break. I, I feel like Volume 1 is a story itself. Okay, I, I, I feel like getting into the school is... I, I think you could say pretty easily that there are distinct act breaks in here. I mean, there are obviously the chapter breaks, right? Mm-hmm. But I would say that passing the entrance exam and getting into the school is maybe the start of the second act of the book. And then there's a a third act in those maybe last two chapters I mean, the, it's interesting. I, I We can talk about the pacing of this, because I have two key notes about reading this book. My, my experience reading this book. One, I have never felt older. <laughs> well, let, let me tell you, buddy, you're not on the TikTok. <laughs> and I can tell you who loves Boku no Hero Academia, and that's the children. The children, yeah. Yes. It... It's it's not that I don't understand it. I'm not that old <laughs> where, like, <laughs> there's this new culture in music and I don't understand it. I, I, I get it. I understand it. But it's it's paced in such a way where I, I, it's not that the story is bad and it's not that the comic is bad. Like, the comic is very well-crafted, 
the characters, I, I, you know, they're all, uh, pretty, pretty well fleshed out. But I, the, the whole time I was reading this, I just was like, what am I missing here? Mm-hmm. Like, did, did I miss something really early that would help me to like latch onto this a little easier or, or make it uh, a little, I don't know, more understandable for me. Not that again, not that I didn't understand it, but it was just like, I don't know. It felt like something was missing the whole time. It does feel like this has youth energy to it. it. Massive youth energy. Yeah. There, there's uh, the design of, and part of it is like, it feels familiar, but just a little, but not too familiar, familiar, but not too familiar. That's right. Uh, there's a there's a famous podcast theme song that expresses that feeling. Yeah. For example, the design of All Might mm-hmm. is very familiar looking. Yeah, because he is he is meant to be an American Western superhero. But the the familiarity is not about him being a Western superhero. It's a it's kind of him looking like other Japanese characters that are supposed to look like Western superheroes. <laughs> I, okay. I think I think the one that I thought of is Beautiful Joe. You remember Beautiful well, Joe? Yeah, because he's got the he's got the antenna. But the thing is, Beautiful Joe is not supposed to look like a Western superhero. He's supposed to look like a common writer. That's true. Even though the story of Beautiful Joe is kind of a Western superhero story. Yes, very much so. I, I feel like it's it's maybe somewhere in the middle. And then there's the thing where he's like his eyes are kind of constantly closed. That is very reminiscent of other characters. Like, I think the thing that got me... Jughead. <laughs> yes, exactly like Jughead. <laughs> I think the thing that got me was that there was a, there was a feeling of familiarity to all of it mm-hmm. that I get as an older reader, you know? Like, if I'm a kid reading this, if, if I'm one of the TikTok children reading this... It's all new to me. I'm yes. bringing a lot of superhero fiction experience to this. <laughs> it is kind of our our thing, our one marketable skill. Yes, and as such, it all feels very familiar, but just a little off. Right. You know? And, and these are, again, these are not complaints, and it's not a, a, a knock on the book. It's just part of my reading experience, you know? It's a little bit weird to see all of the familiarity and not in the context of what we often encounter it as, which is analogs. Like, there's a lot of familiarity, but this isn't Squadron Supreme, you know? Yeah, and and it's such a mix of, you know, these American superhero tropes and very much manga Japanese story kinds of things. Yeah, a high school uh essentially sports manga. It's, honestly. It's a high school sports manga. The 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 giant monster supervillain that they fight at the start that that like attacks the city at the start of the book is not an American comics monster. I mean I guess it's kind of similar to the monster from Fantastic Four number one <laughs> that yeah. the that the mole man sends up to the surface. But it, it's it's more like, you know, a manga monster, a, a, a monster from a tokusatsu thing. Can I talk about the familiarity and why I think it works against this book? Please do. 
Um, first of all, I do want to say I liked it. I, I actually liked it quite a bit. That said, I don't think I liked it as much as people might have expected me to. This has been recommended to me since it came out as something I, I would probably enjoy. And again, I did enjoy it. This isn't going to be an Excalibur situation before anybody shuts off their uh, phone in disgust. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. It's very similar to and inevitably draws comparison to two things. One is, uh, you remember that movie Sky High? I do remember that movie Sky High. Did, did you get the sense that this is exactly that movie Sky High? I mean, yes. Because I, I, it's exactly that movie Sky High. <laughs> if they, absolutely, yes. I mean, that's true. If they did not get uh, Kurt Russell to voice All Might in the, uh, the anime, then they really should have put the money in. I, I, I think that's. I think you're right about that. Uh, however, I do think that a, a high school for superheroes is a broad enough premise that oh yeah that that if you say like oh this other thing already did it. I mean that's okay. There could be another story that does the thing. Certainly. Yeah, for sure. However, like first of all, All Might looks exactly like Curls on this guy. Uh, and second of all, um, like it's it, Sky High is also about a kid who doesn't have superpowers going to a superpower high school, which isn't exactly how this works. But it's I was like I was reading and I was like, oh, like Sky High. I hope Mary Elizabeth Winstead shows up. She's great. She should be in more stuff. Um, the other thing is, and I feel like this is more of a matter of timing and genre uh, than anything else. Is I feel like it inevitably draws a comparison to One Punch Man which is the other extremely popular manga right now that is also based on Western superheroes, like based around the, a, a very Western idea of superheroes sort of combined with traditional Japanese superheroes. And other than that, the books are not similar at all, but I feel like the fact that we are you and I specifically, and probably a lot of American readers are sort of limited in what we what we get if we're not actively seeking it out. Like we did not actively have to seek out My Hero Academia. It's huge. It's a big it's a big deal. One Punch Man is also similarly popular and similarly prominent. So th- there could be like a dozen stories like this running in Shonen Jump that I would never know about even though I have a subscription to Shonen Jump. <laughs> Just never remember to read it. But the comparison due to timing is also inevitable and this is where uh, I wanted to tell people I like this book, it's not as good as One Punch Man. It's not as as funny. It's not as well-paced, for sure. I think it doesn't do as much world-building as you get in One Punch Man, although in full fairness, One Punch Man does a lot of the world-building in like the start of Volume 2. Uh, so maybe we do get that. Yeah, I, I'm sure there is more world-building to come. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of story that is inevitably left out of this first volume of of my hero academia notably we don't get all might's whole deal right yeah we don't find out why all might i mean we kind of do i mean it's cuz he's superman <laughs> well but, but we don't find out why he kind of turned into this skinny powerless guy when he's not all might you know, we get we get the vague reason. We get we get it was a fight he didn't want anybody to know about. Yeah, it's it's hinted at, but but it's obviously a mystery that's set up for later. 
stories. Yeah. There's like, I, I guess what I would put uh, good money down on uh, Deku fighting that guy, whoever did this to All Might uh, eventually. Yeah, uh, you know, there, there's stuff that's not totally explored about the other students. There's there's a, a lot that's left on the table, but partially because so much of the focus of this first volume is Izuku. And mm-hmm. I, I think maybe the best choice of the whole thing is what you said about the, the, the similarity to, to Sky High, where the, the, the reader identification character, the protagonist, the character we spend the most time with, mm-hmm. is the fish out of water, is the kid who doesn't – who wasn't actually born – with their quote unquote quirk who has to be given one who has, and, and even when they're given one, it's not active yet. It's they're They're still working on it. Right. The, the thing that separates this so much for me from um, American superhero comics is in American superhero comics, we would have gotten a complete detailed explanation of what quirks are, how people get them, how they become, how they are activated, um, why people get them instead of other people, um, and on and on, we would have gotten a full explanation of all of that right up front, right? Mm-hmm. This well, withholds a lot of that. Yes, but I, but again, I think the the comparison there is they're oh, they're mutants. I mean, you know, yes, like they, I, I think that's the the natural kind of assumption you can make. Yeah, but it's it's never. Essentially, what we're told at the start is a lot of people have quirks, and they're basically superpowers. Now, here's a story. <laughs> yeah, which I I actually appreciate that because you know th- that's going uh, that's a book going. Hey, you know about superheroes, right? Which I do think it's it's interesting, and I think it's kind of cool that we are living in a time when what a what a uh, you know. Western superhero is like is extremely a worldwide idea because they they are in the most popular movies in the world. Like yeah. Superman has been around for quite a bit, and you know, obviously there have been uh, manga takes on on Batman, on Spider Man, on the X Men, uh, all all kinds of stuff for years. But like a casual audience now knows about Loki from Marvel Comics. True, uh, and th- that that opens the door for a lot of interesting storytelling. That and and again, maybe this is just a cultural bias showing that I maybe wouldn't have expected. I'll say this as as someone who has read some manga, but not I, I wouldn't call myself an avid manga reader. You know, mm-hmm. this book was very indicative of what I think of when I think of manga pacing, in that it in some ways it is too fast and in other ways it is too slow <laughs> for what i'm used to you know the pacing is wild well because uh, talk about too fast like the way it just kind of glosses over like what a quirk is or you know it just sort of introduces us to the characters and expects us to get their deals just like real quick you know mm-hmm. but then Fights take a long time. An entire chapter is the entrance exam, you know, which 
it was never the, the entrance exam part is the wildest part of this book to me because at the entire time I was reading the entrance exam, I, I will admit I was never super clear on what the goal of the entrance exam was. I know that they were supposed to kind of defeat the robot monsters and they got points for doing that. Mm-hmm. They weren't told that by saving other students, they also got points. Mm-hmm. But the action in that part is is weirdly hard to follow or something. I I, I, I kind of just didn't get what was going on. And then once it was over, it was just like, oh, Izuku had zero, but then he went up to 60 points because he saved another student. And I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I do think – I would suggest if we are giving uh, uh, Kohei uh, Horikoshi the benefit of the doubt, I would suggest that's on purpose because we are following the character who is supposed to be completely overwhelmed by what is going on. Sure. Uh, but yes, like – the the pacing in that section, the pacing of like the training sequence is bad because it is either or not bad, but it's it's unusual because the the ten months, okay, so when it starts, uh, Deku Izuku Midoriya, who I keep wanting to call Izuku Midoriyama because that is the mountain in Ninja Warrior, uh-huh. uh, Izuku Midoriya doesn't have superpowers, but he really really wants to be a superhero, uh, and so Superman. Uh, this character called All Might, who is from America and who is such an American superhero that uh, all of his attacks involve shouting the names of American places and then the word smash, which is a very funny joke. Uh-huh. Uh, he shows up and is like, hey, it, this is a secret that nobody knows, but I can actually pass my power down. I got it from someone else and I can pass it to you uh, because I can, you know, through a sequence of events, he l- learns that I- Izuku has the heart of a hero, basically. Uh, even though he doesn't have the uh, the power to match, he he does the thing that he does multiple times in this book, which is risk his own safety to protect or save someone else. Which does make him an extremely likable character. I think, like I, the the characterization of Izuku is maybe this book's best strength, uh, and I think it really works in the book's favor. Um, but uh, then he's like, okay, I want to go to this special superhero high school. It's called Sky High, and Kurt Russell works there. <laughs> uh, and I have 10 months until the entrance exams, so I need to uh, I need to train. Because if he just gets the power immediately, his body will not be able to handle the strength that it has. And his it says uh, it says his limbs will fly off, and there is a drawing of his limbs flying off, which is very funny. So that is the that, that's the setup. The ten months is too short for an actual story to take place, but it's too long for like a montage. Like it's yeah. a very weirdly paced thing where you expect it to be something that it's not, or I at least expected it to be something that it wasn't. And I don't think it was unenjoyable because of that. Cause again, I, I did quite like the book, uh, but I do think it feels very odd because of that in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's, I, I don't want to say that the pacing is 
bad. It's just different. It's just not what we're used to. It's definitely not what I would expect from the pacing. And again, like I, I think I've probably read more uh, manga than you. Like particularly superheroish manga. Like I've yeah. read Common Rider. I've read uh, a bit of Sailor Moon, obviously. Uh, and again, One Punch Man, which is very extremely superhero. It it is a pacing that is that is not quite what I would have expected from manga and not quite what I would have expected from a more uh, traditional Western superhero story. And it, it comes off very odd in a lot of places. Yeah. I, I mean, all that, all that said, it's, it's not a book I dislike. I like the premise. I like the characters. Mm-hmm. I like the ideas in it. It's only the presentation that, throws me Mm -hmm. like some of the character designs throw me and the pacing absolutely throws me. I'm really interested to see, uh, what happens when we get more into the, uh, the character designs, like once they get their costumes, because the, the glimpse we get of them is really good. And I believe this is, this might be a spoiler for the future. Um, but I do believe that, uh, Bakugo, Gets his superhero name is like Lord Explosion Man. Okay, that's pretty good. Or, or like Death Explosion Man, or something like that. It's very good. Uh, hey, Chris, I I did a Google image search for the movie Sky High. Uh huh. And uh, one thing that came up was a, a YouTube thumbnail. Uh huh. I, I put it in the chat here. You want to click that? Oh boy, this this whatever it is, it's a YouTube thumbnail, which means it won't be good. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> uh, all right, so what we're looking at here is the poster for Sky High, and then also uh, Deku from My Hero Academia. That's right. And also a weird, very poor drawing of Sonic. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who this dude is on the right. I think he's from some kind of propaganda poster or something. Okay, and it just says in very large letters written across the whole thing, Fascist? Yeah. Which, yeah, we've we've all we've all seen people talk about the Incredibles. We get it. Yeah, it's fine. It's it's fine. Had to share. Had to share. Thank you, Matt. Um, YouTube thumbnail. What was the one you wanted to do? You wanted to just do like YouTube reaction thumbnails. <laughs> oh well, I just want to do the ones where like you have the look on your face, like you just smelled a fart, mm-hmm. and you kind of like weirdly like cropped out of the rest of the image and maybe a different color. And then there's a question next to you, like a a question that like vaguely hints at what really happened, but Mm -hmm. also vastly overplays it or vastly blows it out of proportion. So it should say something like my butt exploded. (laughs) Um, (laughs) that's, that's the, the very funny, the, ideal YouTube thumbnail. You know who I do like in this book? You know who is, like, the best character in the book? Hit me. Mount Lady. (laughs) Mount Lady is fantastic. Mount Lady is an incredible joke. Uh, Which she is a... uh, She's, she's like, a a giant woman. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, that's all I want to see. Sure. And her name is Mount Lady. Her name's Mount Lady. Because she's a lady the size of a mountain. She has... And she's actually on... 
Did you get this digitally or in print? Uh, digitally, yeah. Uh, does it have the back cover? Because the back cover has a shampoo ad featuring Mount Lady. I, I don't have that. That sounds great, though. It, it, the, uh, the bottle is in her costume colors, and the slogan is, uh, for beautiful shiny hair. Lady hair. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you my my least favorite character in the book. Although I know he has to be an archetype from the start, mm-hmm. um, and and maybe he gets fleshed out a little bit uh, as the story goes on. I I don't like the bully character Katsuki. Yeah, Bakugo. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, he's really. He's very stock and very annoying, and I'm sure he will get a, a character arc at some point. I, I I would assume so, but he's a real Flash Thompson. He's a real Flash Thompson. He's he's there to antagonize uh, our our lead character, yeah. Zuku, and that's it. Uh, he's he's there to be a fly in the ointment. And he's like, I have good superpowers. You don't have superpowers, you dick. <laughs> I deserve to be here. You don't. He's very angry. He's a very angry kid. He's an angry, explosive boy. Uh, what, what is his? What is his quirk? He his his hands explode. His hands explode. Yeah, he can shoot explosions out of his hands. A, a real uh, which, a real jubilee. Which I will say, uh, the costume that he gets on the last page of this volume where he has giant grenade hands uh-huh. is very funny. Like, it's a very, very good design. <laughs> yeah, his quirk is explosion, according to the My Hero Academia wiki. Also, his blood type is A. Yeah. And his eye color is red. Uh, you know, Sailor Moon, of course, She her blood type is O. Uh, and sh- she is a cancer. Her birthday is... Uh, June thirtieth. Yeah, again, that's a manga thing where it's like we're gonna let you know each character's blood type, their birthday, their favorite food, th- their astrological sign. But uh, everybody just has superpowers and go with it. <laughs> yeah, like the I don't know why. Like I don't know the actual reason for the blood type thing. I know it is a a Japanese cultural thing, uh, but like. Because they do it in everything. Like, the Street Fighter arcade cabinet uh, had the blood types for the, the World Warriors. Yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the entire... Th- what happens in this story is uh, Deku trains. He gets uh, All Might... At the end of his training, All Might uh, makes him eat his hair. And that's how he gets his power. Yep. Which is pretty good. Yep. It, that, it's a, it's uh, a way to transfer uh, some DNA information, but hair yeah, eating. He just took a DNA test. Yeah. And it turns out uh, he's 100% All Might. Yes. Uh, there is, oh, what's, that, what's that line that's in here where he's like, it's, it, it's okay, Dehu, you're all right. Or should I say All Might? <laughs> Which is also extremely good. I, do, do, okay, qu- real question. Do you think that All Might's dialogue is like intentionally corny? Uh, yes, absolutely. Because uh, like all of the dialogue is a little bit corny in this, because it it definitely has the uh, it definitely has like the the wide eyed I will become a hero uh, that you would expect from a sports manga. Uh-huh. Honestly, yeah. Uh, but like I, All Might is exceptionally 
I think it, it is. I think it is meant to be what it is for sure. The, the pinning it as a sports manga, I think, is right on the money. Um, yeah, like I, I haven't read a lot of sports manga, but I've watched a lot of sports anime. And now that you call it that, the pacing kind of makes more sense. It it yeah. it it follows that pacing very much, uh, like uh, like Prince of Tennis mm-hmm. or Hajime no Ippo, the boxing anime. It's it's very similar in pace to those, I think. A thing that I don't think we talk about that much and have not talked about for the past ten years is that Matt, you kind of like boxing in media. I kind of like boxing in media. I kind of hate boxing the real sport. We did manage to when we were in uh, we were at a com one time. We were in the hotel room and we managed to watch a real life boxing match that had that that ended like a Rocky fight it, or like a punch out match. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I. I had to do a video for work about uh, athletes who have sadly passed away this year. There was one about a boxer who just died in the ring, basically. Yikes. And it was just like, oh, boy, what a brutal, brutal activity. Yeah. Anywho. Anywho. I do, I do uh, like, yeah, I I like Japanese depictions of boxing. That's, that is true. <laughs> but But I think that... I think superhero as sports manga is a really like makes the pacing kind of make sense too, because the only important things would be the games and the conversations people have about the games, which in this case is like conversations people are having about superheroes. This is extremely reminiscent of uh, Kurihiko's basketball for me, which is another uh, sports manga that I've read a couple volumes of and really enjoyed. Well, also the way it handles training, like Mm -hmm. there's a lot about the drama of the relationship of the athlete to their trainer and the relationship of the athlete to their opponent and the relationship of a team and on and on. But when somebody trains, it's basically just like they trained and, and that's all you need to know. You know, there's not, uh, Matt, I think I might've just ruined, uh, my hero academia for myself by by making it by knowing how it will play out because you know how sports manga works no um because i wanted to see uh the title page like the the first page of the manga is like a little note from uh horikoshi yeah who's like oh this is my my third series that's been collected as a tankabon and so i was like oh well maybe he did sports manga before this and so i went and looked and what I found out is that before My Hero Academia, his first book was called uh, Umagadoki Zoo. Uh, the story follows Hana Aoi, a clumsy teenage girl who works at a zoo to try and improve herself, and because she loves animals. But she finds out the zoo has been cursed. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, can we stop reading My Hero Academia and instead read about this zoo curse manga? The, the cursed zoo manga sounds pretty great. Uh, yeah, it's very exciting. Uh, she's a clumsy good for nothing. You know, that's my type of, of manga heroine. Sure. One day she sees a flyer in town about a zoo. Uh, after she appears there, she discovers the zoo is keeping strange things, which she realizes after seeing Sheena, the director of the infamous 
Omagadoki Zoo has been cursed by a ghost rabbit and given the body of a rabbit. In order to get his original body back, he has to show that he does care for animals by gathering every animal from the world and making his own popular zoo. This sounds fucking rad. <laughs> well, if anybody listening to this has read that, let us know. Let us know how, if it lives up to its promise. Well, given like Horikoshi's, like what we see from Horikoshi's characters here, like I bet it's really good. Yeah, I mean, it sounds great. All right, enough beating around the bush talking about other stuff. Chris, let's let's dive in and rank My Hero Academia Volume 1, which is good. I think you're on point by saying it's not as good as One Punch Man. Yeah, which again, like and this is not like one of my many examples of binary thinking uh where I'm like, you know, oh you can only <laughs> you can only like Kirby or Lee. You can only like uh, JLI or or Excalibur. I feel like this is this isn't me saying that one is good and one is bad. It's just like there is an inevitable comparison, and my preference would be to One Punch Man. So we only have one One Punch Man story on the list. It's at number three twenty seven. That's the Deep mm-hmm. Sea King saga, which is uh, I think that's the first big One Punch Man arc. Yeah. So very comparable to this, I, I would think. There's there's actually a bunch of volumes one in this area of the list. For example, mm-hmm. uh, two spots below that is Chilling Adventures of Sabrina numbers one through five. We've got Invincible numbers one through thirteen at three thirty three. We've got Empowered Volume One at three thirty five, which are all like genre takes on on superhero tropes, True. which I think is an interesting place to kind of wind up with those. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting because I feel like Invincible Volume One. That's not where the twist is. The twist comes in. Twist comes later. Yeah. Twist comes in number twelve or thirteen. I think. Yes. Uh, like at the end of Volume Two. So I feel like that is probably better because that's when Invincible kind of becomes its own thing, and you realize like, oh, this book is just going to be red ink everywhere for the rest of its run, uh, and, and people getting like. Their faces smashed. Well, in? this isn't Invincible Volume One. It's one through thirteen, which I think does include the twist. Okay, then yeah, uh, that does include the twist, which so. is a really good story. Like, I think that whole arc yeah. is probably the best part of Invincible. Like, Invincible is kind of a front-loaded book. <laughs> it is, and and I think that like that twist is really good and makes the book. But before that, because before that, it just reads like a a fun and interesting teen superhero comic. Yeah. And then the twist happens, and you're like, "Oh, okay, this is going to be something very different." Uh, and then I, I think it's dim- diminishing returns is a, a harsh way to say it because I jumped off after a while. But I, you know, I don't, I don't know if it ever gets that far again. Uh, so I think there is a possibility that My Hero Academia gets better as it goes on, and does in fact wind up being better than some of the later Invincible stories. But I don't think. As a start, I don't know if the the mission statement is as clear as it is in those 13 issues. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have to say My Hero Academia has to get better as it goes, because so much of this first volume is status quo setting and table setting. It's mm-hmm. It's a character outside of the status quo. He doesn't get into the school until halfway through the book, you know? Yeah. So it it makes sense that 
this is a book that would continue to get better once you know the the characters can actually have adventures within the status quo which i'm sure starts happening in volumes 2 3 4 i feel like empowered volume 1 is probably also well empowered volume 1 is all the like really short uh stories it's before it gets into any super heavy plot stuff, I think. Well, uh, looking at other things in this area of the list, I think the Seven Capital Cities of Heaven is probably better. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I really like that Iron Fist story. Yeah, it's good. Uh, the last Iron Fist story is two spots below that. That one's really good. That one is really good. Uh, Age of the Century is at 344. Age of the Century, real good. People forget that. But I, I mean, I think this could go somewhere around like three fifty. At three fifty, we currently have Archie versus Predator. <sighs> yeah, I think that's that's a, a good place to look. Well, Let's see what's around there. Okay, at three fifty five is the Manhattan Guardian, which absolutely rules. Super rules. Yeah. But but I think if if there's a flaw with Manhattan Guardian, it's that it didn't continue. True. Like there's there's never gonna be any more of it, unfortunately. I would love it if Jake Jordan came back, but it's increasingly unlikely. I think maybe because the potential is here. This is a good book, but the potential is here for it to get like I, I'm I know I talked about how maybe it should have ended with him getting into the the uh school, but seeing everybody in their costumes on that last page does make me want to continue which i think is the big question like do we want to read my hero academia volume two volume three and i was i I definitely if i was on the fence getting infinity girls codename is is really fun and uh and then seeing everybody in their costumes and being like oh they're gonna they're gonna do some x-men shit that made me excited. It's not as good as the autobiography of Bruce Wayne, for sure. Well, I, 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 you know, potential is potential, right? I think potential would pay off in future stories. I think it's up to us to judge this story on its own merits. Yeah, but but I think, but again, I feel like the the feeling is the same of of wow, I really want to see more of this. Yeah. I can't wait to see this character. Yeah, I mean, I and I feel like that's very much the same as you get in uh, Manhattan Garden. Yeah. I would put this below Manhattan Guardian, but it's maybe better than Superman Red, Superman Blue. Which is high praise. Yeah, sure. Superman Red and Superman Blue is a really good story. And right below that, we do have the first appearance of Scrooge McDuck, which, you know, not the best Scrooge McDuck story, but also quite good, as you may have heard. Uh, yeah, let's let's put it there. Okay, then. so... Um, below Manhattan Guardian, above Superman Red, Superman Blue. That'll put it on the list at the new number 356. Uh, that it will be My Hero Academia, Volume 1. And uh, who knows? We might both charge forward into future volumes of the book because I I found it... Intriguing and well-made, despite it making me feel like the oldest comics reader in the world. It does seem like something for the youth. Yeah. For, for those, for the, all those youth warriors, all those Juventudes Guerrera. Well, it, 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 <laughs> part of it is like me thinking like, just like, this isn't for me. Like, I'm, try, I'm just the old guy trying to do the thing the kids like. <laughs> 
And there's nothing worse than that. I, I don't, like, we both are people who really like, you know, teen superhero stories. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, uh, we hope that for those of you who encouraged us to read this, that we didn't, you know, shoot it down. We didn't do an Excalibur on this. Uh, uh, I mean, I mean, look, 350, to give you an idea, if you don't know, if you just maybe ducked into this to hear what we had to say about My Hero Academia, the list has a thousand comics on it. Yeah. It has 986 comics on it. Yeah. It's 24 pages long. Uh, 350, or 355? 56. That's where we put it? 356. 356. Puts it above uh, the Daredevil Acts of Vengeance story where he fights Ultron. Uh, It puts it above Judge Dredd, the Cursed Earth. Uh, It puts it above the... uh, What puts it above Terrace Ultron, which it definitely should be above. (laughs) Yeah, it puts it above a lot of really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, It's above some Simonson Thor stuff. It's above Final Crisis. It's above... Um, uh, extremis is is one. So yeah, it's it's not in a bad position at all. Yeah. I did quite like it. Out of twenty four pages, it's on page nine, which yeah. is well above the halfway point. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you liked our discussion of My Hero Academia. Uh, just two two guys who were too old for this shit. <laughs> trying to trying to make the the most they can out of it trying to figure it out inevitably comparing it to other things because kids we've seen a lot yeah we've read we've read at least 985 comics we will be back at the end of the month with every story ever where we will be ranking our 1000th story uh chris we got to figure out how we're going to be ceremonious about story number 1000. We'll figure that out. And then we'll be back next month with more comics catch up. I'll be putting up a poll to figure out what we're going to read next. Uh, if you have a suggestion for what we should read next, uh, hit us up on Tumblr at warrocketpodcast.tumblr.com on Twitter at the Matt D Wilson at the ISB, or you can email us at warrocketpodcast at gmail.com. These shows are made possible. Comics Catch Up, Regular War Rocket Ajax, Every Story Ever, Snack Situation, Movie Fighters, by our supporters on Patreon. You can head over to patreon.com slash Ajax to kick in as little as a dollar a month to make sure that we keep doing all of this stuff. Chris, any other parting words? Uh, if, if you haven't read this book, there is a very good TikTok of uh, a guy with like a... I think he's wearing like a Naruto headband and uh, he, he says in a very aggressive voice, what's up? My name is Izuku Midoriya. My name is Izuku Midoriya. I go to UA high. I want to be a superhero and fuck Bakugo. <laughs> Which I, that's a version of this book. I would be very into reading. It's, it's pretty much the entire story of this first volume <laughs> in a few short sentences. Yeah. See you next month, everybody. Yeah, good catching up. (laughs) 